You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Ask the Expert podcast, where you'll learn key insights, tips, and strategies from experts across the globe to help you create the life and business of your dreams. Now, let's welcome your host, Anne Marie Cross. So welcome to another episode of Ask the Expert podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, as a business owner, you know that gaining media attention for your business, it's a great way to build visibility and ultimately your client base. However, you could also be potentially damaging your reputation and that of your business if you don't know how to interview in a professional and confident way. Now, if you've got an upcoming media interview and you want to make sure that you present yourself in the best possible way, then stay tuned because today's guest is a 20-year veteran in the area of media interviews. Now, this is episode two of a very special three-part series where we're speaking with guest expert Monica Davies. On episode one, Monica shared some great strategies on how to get publicity for our business. Now, if you haven't listened to that, at the end of the show, we'll share how you can sign up and get access to all of the three-part series, as well as the other goodies that she's put together for us. In episode two, which is today's show, Monica is going to share how we can present ourselves better in any situation involving the media. And then in episode three, she's going to be sharing how we can leverage all of this publicity that we do get to build our credibility as an expert in our field. But before we dive into today's topic, let me introduce Monica to you again. And if you've already heard this, then you're going to just get even more value knowing that today you are speaking to a 20-year veteran in the industry. Monica, she's a Forbes contributor and a best-selling author. She's an authority in her industry. She's amassed almost two decades of media experience, so we're so fortunate to have her share her expertise in this series. She's a magazine publisher, an award-winning television producer herself, and a host with a clear understanding of how shows are developed, what show hosts are looking for, what reporters are looking for in their guests, as well as what makes an interesting show. She has also been a guest expert on talk and news shows, so her expertise spans both sides of the media as a producer, as a host and publisher, and the other side as a source and subject matter expert. On today's show, Monica is going to share some common mistakes that as business owners we make when it comes to media interviews, and they don't even realize that we're doing it. She's going to talk about that. She's going to talk about the top tips to help you present yourself better in any situation involving the media and key things to consider before, during, and after the interview to help you become the guest expert that media publications constantly seek when they need expert opinions for a story. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Anne-Marie. It's good to be back. This is a particular topic that not many business owners think about as they're sharing their pitches and their ideas, and then all of that hard work can sadly not really generate any real interest or no more interviews because of how they show up. And their personal brand sadly is tarnished because of some of the, the things they said, just their mannerisms and, and approach. And I'm sure you've got so many examples of that. But as a, a host and a producer yourself, what are some of the key things you look for in a, in a potential guest and particularly the interview and, and how it has, has panned out? And then we're going to dive into some of the common mistakes. But as a TV producer and a host, what are some of the key things you look for? Well, some of the key things that I look for are really 
uh, for example, how is the person presenting themselves? How are they coming across? Do they seem confident in delivering uh, their message or, or answering questions? And I, I've had, I could tell you, during the production of my television show, when I would have guests on, and I could immediately tell that they weren't comfortable uh, with um, being on set, first of all, and, and doing you know, a live uh, TV show. And, and so one of the things that I often would do is to basically put them at ease and let them know that it's not as bad as you think. You have to be willing to practice outside of, especially if you're going to be seeking media interviews, you need to be practicing your delivery, your message, and how you're going to answer questions before you get to the point of where you're actually doing the interview. I like to try to put people at ease, whether it's the interview is being recorded or if it's, if it's live. Yes. And even with my, my magazine, for example, I interview people and the first thing they'll say is, I don't know what to say, or uh, I'm not sure if I'm prepared for this. That's one of the things that I do teach my clients is that preparation is key in mm. every single thing that you do. And that also includes getting publicity. So if you prepare yourself by practicing, identifying and practicing your messages, your key messages, that's very important. So yes. It's, it's very important. That's one of the main things that I like to work with people on is being comfortable and presenting their message so that they come across in a confident manner. Yes, so important because, you know, sometimes as business owners, we can know everything there is to know about our expertise. I mean, that's the field that we're in. However, nerves and not feeling confident, not knowing what to expect can sometimes cause us to say silly things, speak too quickly. And I've even had a situation where one of my colleagues who is known as an expert in this field must have been quite nervous. And he was on national TV here in Australia and he didn't answer the question of the interviewer. And, you know, I don't think he could see that. And that was just one example that, you know, maybe as the guest, we're not providing the right answers to the question. What are some other common mistakes that we need to be aware of so that we can avoid doing this? Another common mistake is that business owners, they will have a website name that's either way too long or they may have dashes and, and slashes and all kinds of underscores. When you're doing an interview and let's say at the end of the interview, the host asks you for your contact information or they'll say, well, how can people get in touch with you? And then you read off this long website name or, or name that has dashes and underscores. People are not going to remember that. You want to be remembered. And the way to do that is to have a, a website name that is going to be memorable, that when that interview is over, the person who's listening or viewing that interview will say, you know what? I need to go to this site. While it's in my mind, I need to go to this site. But if, if a person can't remember the dashes and the underscores and all of that, those things that you have in your website name, mm. that's a potential prospect or lead that you've missed out on. Yes. So your domain name is a part of the brand that you're building and it becomes an extension of who you are. So think about what it is that you want people to feel and to think when you mention your website name during an interview. Another common mistake I see people make is not having a clear message to deliver to their audience, not being prepared for the interview as we were discussing earlier. So, you know, as a talk show host and journalist, I've experienced many times where a guest would talk around the question that they were asked, and it's because they haven't prepared most of the time. Sometimes it could be a question that they don't want to answer, and so they'll talk around it as well. But you should know what you want your audience to walk away with from that interview. 
That means practicing and knowing your messages and delivering those key points during the interview. And so as entrepreneurs and business owners, we may be, as you just mentioned, immersed in a subject every single day in our business, but that doesn't mean you can spontaneously put together sentences that will make sense in an interview. So you should definitely identify the key three points that you want to get across in your interview. And those three key points should be aligned with what the audience wants to hear. And again, that goes right back to doing your research. Another key mistake that entrepreneurs make is trying to sell their products or services during an interview. And I've experienced that as well. And, and every chance they get, they will try to throw in the name of their product or their service. Your sole purpose in doing an interview is to educate and to provide insights and advice to your audience. It is not to sell your products. Journalists and reporters don't care about your products or your services. They want to know how is this person going to educate my audience so that we can help them improve their lives or gain some type of benefit or advantage. So sales is a byproduct of getting publicity. It is not the main focus of doing an interview. And last but not least, some business owners take too long to answer a question. And I can tell you, I've had that. I've had people go on for two and three minutes just to answer one question. Again, because they're not prepared. And so they're they not sure what to say. So they say everything. But you should be able to, if you practice, you should be able to get your message across within 30 seconds of that question being asked. And if you need to elaborate a little bit more, then you can follow up with supporting information. So some people think that the longer the interview is, the more successful it is. And I can tell you it's, it's pretty much just the opposite. It takes longer because journalists are waiting for you to say something that's interesting and that is of substance that they can use. I can tell you that some of the best interviews that I've done were very short and straightforward because I got what I needed from them without all of the extra information that really doesn't relate to what it is that I need or what I asked them for. So those are some of the tips that I have to offer in regards to really being able to learn how to overcome those types of mistakes. I think that's so valid and, and so often as business owners, we do have a short amount of time, particularly if it's on radio or on a TV segment and they have got a number of di different segments to come, you know, to go through in the morning or in the afternoon, depending on what time slot they're in. However, if we're concise, if we're specifically honing in on three key points, that means that we're going to interact well with the journalists because we're going to be able to bounce ideas off one another and the conversation flows, which means that the listeners or the viewers are certainly going to get so much value. And I, I cannot stress what you said more to us today in that if we provide great value and we educate people with information they did not know, they are at the end of the interview when you give your URL without the dashes and the dots, absolutely, they're going to rush to want to find out more because of the value we're given. And I think that that's so important that two minutes or whatever time slot that we have is to provide incredible value and then what next what's the call to action so very key let's talk about some of the top tips then things that we may not be aware of that when we do and some of these things may seem very simple but I'm a firm believer and I think you are too when we have these key things in place it can make a big big difference because sadly many business owners are just not getting this right so share what are some of the things that we need to do to be able to calm our nerves and be able to connect with the host and of course with the audience who are listening or watching. Sure, I will tell you that at the top of my list is preparation. 
You can never over-prepare, I always say. So preparation is key. Now, I've, I've done many uh, presentations and uh, media interviews over the years, and I've attended many conferences where other people speak. And sometimes I hear people say, uh, I'm not quite prepared, so I guess I'll have to wing it. So in other words, they think they'll think on their feet. Uh, and I'm sure you've probably heard the same thing, Anne-Marie. People who do interviews without preparing for them are really setting themselves up for failure because they are not going to get across the information or the message that they need to get across. And I believe that preparation beats thinking on your feet any day. So if you want to come across as a professional when doing media interviews, take the time to think about what you're going to say and how you will get your message across. You know, jot down a few notes and, and some bullet points and practice delivering your message with a friend or, or family member. But it is very important that you do practice. I mean, if you were going to do uh, a major on-stage presentation, you would practice for that. I, I would hope so, that you would practice for that. So the same thing applies to, to doing media interviews. You do want to practice. You want to make time to prepare for those media interviews because the more you are prepared, the better your delivery and the more effective you will be with your, with your listening or your viewing audience. You can make anything look good when you're prepared and make anything look good and easy when you're prepared. So another tip is that you want to go into every interview with an upbeat attitude of, and, you know, with a positive uh, perspective. When you have an upbeat attitude, it will come across in your responses. People will be excited. And it doesn't matter whether you're doing uh, a television or a radio interview. If you are enthusiastic and passionate about your topic, it will come across in your responses and your audience will definitely feel it. Your audience can, can feel how you feel. Basically, I mean, it, it, it may seem or sound a little odd, but they can feel it. If you're smiling, they know when you're smiling. And that's, it's, it's that positive vibe that you're, you're putting out there. A third point is, as a potential media guest, always, you should always be timely in returning phone calls from journalists and reporters, because I can tell you, if you, if you don't, you're going to miss out on some opportunities. Reporters love people who are dependable and helpful. So you want to make sure that you are very responsive when they contact you. And also, try to deliver a well-rounded interview with a balance of information and education as well as entertainment when appropriate. You know, when reporters and journalists can count on you to deliver an engaging interview, you'll become their favorite go-to person. And I have seen it time and time again, and even with myself, uh, with my magazine, there are people that I will go back to, you know, over time, I will, you know, ask them, is there any, any updates that you have? I love the, the message that you, that you put out there to people. So when you, when you deliver a, a great interview, I can tell you that you will probably be asked to do more interviews. Mm. So those are some of the key points. Yes, love those. And I think what's really important is how we deliver our message, whether it be on radio, in TV, it's the persona, it's our mannerisms that make so much difference. And let's face it, if we're not excited and passionate about our product or service, how on earth can we expect others to? And, you know, even if we're talking about widgets, they, you need to show them they're the best widget and how they can help 
someone overcome a, a struggle. If we can't deliver that, then it's certainly going to be difficult for them to, to appreciate it. Now, you've talked about how preparation is so very important, and that's a key thing that we need to consider before the interview. It's like showing up for an exam. If we've only crammed the night before, how on earth can we be prepared for that? So preparation. Are there any other things we need to consider before the interview so that when we are at the interview it can flow smoothly and we can really connect and engage with the host and the listener. Anything we need to consider? Oh, absolutely. And, and one thing that I do want to drive home and that I've said before is that having a message that is on target. I have to keep talking about that because oftentimes when I do interviews, the message is not on target. So it's, it's very important. So always have a message that is aligned with the problem that the audience is trying to solve because you want them to walk away feeling that you care about them. And you want them to walk away thinking, wow, they understand my problem. And that's what gets people to take action. When you speak to the issue that they're trying to resolve or, or if, whether it's a problem or if it's some type of benefit that they're trying to gain, when you speak to that, that lets them know that this person is, is the person that I need to reach out to to help me whether it's solve a problem or whether it's to gain a benefit or an advantage. Another thing that they need to think about before the interview is to create a list of tough questions because you never know when you're going to be asked a tough question by the media. So create a list of tough questions that are related to your industry and start to think about how you would answer those questions. Come up with some, some answers or, or responses to those questions so that you will be better prepared to answer those questions if they ever come up. Another point that they need to consider before the interview is what's in it for them, meaning what's in it for the reporter or the journalist. A journalist's job is to ensure they provide relevant and timely information to their audience. Journalists often seek out people who they feel can entertain, inform, and educate their audience. If you want to deliver an effective message, then you need to think about those things. Think about your messages that you want to put across to your audience so that the journalist can see that you care about that audience. So again, it's all about really just preparing yourself to be in a position where you are delivering the best message that you can. So again, it's about delivering the right message. It's about really coming up with some tough questions that you know you could be asked that's sort of aligned with your, your industry or your business mm -hmm. and always approaching an interview by thinking about it from the, the journalist or, or reporter's perspective in terms of what's in it for them. You're there to provide them with their audience with information and insights. It's not about you and what you have or what you're trying to gain. It's always about them. So think about it from that standpoint. What's in it for them? Yes, love those great reminders. Now, you've mentioned during the interview, we need to be passionate, we need to be positive in the way that we approach the conversation. Are there some other key things that you often see people who are being interviewed miss out on all the time? And it could really be the difference between them really starting to build a relationship that gets them not only noticed by their audience, but also by other journalists and hosts who think, I need to get that person on our show too. What are some other things we need to consider about during the interview? Sure. You need to be very comfortable with what you're speaking about. Um, you know, I, I, again, I do notice people who are very nervous sometimes and they tend not to come across in a confident manner. 
So you need to be very comfortable with what you're speaking about and how you're speaking about it so that, you know, whatever happens during an interview, nothing bothers you. You are focused on what it is that you're trying to, to say and, and the results that you really want to get in the end, which is to inspire the audience to take action on your call to action. So make sure that you're comfortable with what you're speaking about. And also consistently provide relevant information on the topic of discussion. And that includes providing any facts or figures to help you to get your point across. Mm -hmm. So be consistent in providing relevant information. And you also need to be interesting and entertaining when appropriate. You know, entertainment is not always uh, appropriate in, in every interview, but if the subject matter allows you to incorporate some, some humor or something like that, then, then by all means do so, because that makes the inter in the interview much more interesting. Mm -hmm. so, and you can do that by including, for example, a couple of statistics or facts, and that helps to make your, your interview interesting as well. It really helps people to think about, hmm, well, you know, there are some facts here that this person just mentioned, so maybe I need, really need to consider this or consider that. So include statistics and facts, but you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to include a lot of numbers in, in your interview. You just really want to make sure that you're giving the audience enough information so that they can make an informed decision as to what they need to do next with their lives. And fourth, during every interview, you want to create an awareness of the problem that you can solve. Journalists often look for people who are relevant. And by that, I mean, people who can speak about current events and relate what they're saying to what they're doing in their business. So I'll give you a good example. If your business is about, uh, let's say, personal finances, well, there's a whole lot going on in, in this world and in this country about personal finances. So there are many different things that you can take that are relevant and incorporate that into your message so that people can, be, can really be able to understand and apply it to what's happening to them today. So you wanna make sure that you are creating an awareness of the problem and that that listener or that that viewer see, they can see or hear that you are definitely aligned with what they're going through and what they are experiencing. So those are some of the things that you need to look out for when you're actually doing the interview or to make sure that you're doing them right. Yes, I love the way that you've also mentioned incorporate some, not too many, but some stats, you know, statistics and other case studies that may be going on in, in, in that adds value or validates what you're talking about. And I think that's such a great reminder because often we'll, we want to bring our own content, which is important and obviously what is unique and, and beneficial about how we're talking about our specific topic, but also having validating information uh, such as maybe some key industry associates associations or something like that, that adds value, doesn't it? It adds de yes, depth it to the conversation. In that instance, then, what are some tips then that you would shape to keep us from remembering? Because if I think that there's a lot of facts and figures that I've got to remember external to me, is it all right that we bring maybe a card that we might glance down onto? I mean, obviously, if it's on radio, that's fine. We can have notes. But if you're on TV, is it all right to bring some cards that you can just inconspicuously maybe glance down at if someone asks you to confirm some of those facts and figures? Because you don't want to get them wrong, do you? Absolutely not. And, and yes, it is. It's definitely fine to, you know, bring a, a note card, for example, and just jot down a few stats or, or facts uh, because it's important. You want to make sure that you, you get your facts correct 
And so it's important, but it's not like you're going to be reading off the card. You just want to remind yourself of some of those statistics or facts that you want to incorporate. So yes, it's perfectly fine to include a note card with a, a few facts. And again, you don't want to include too many numbers because people don't remember numbers. No. They're not going to remember a whole lot of numbers. So just enough to get them thinking about the fact that you know what, this is something that I really need to take seriously. Yes, yes, absolutely. So key. Now, I know in episode three, you're really going to dive deep into what we can start to do with some of these great media uh, interviews that we have been able to secure to help us build our credibility. But in this episode, there are a couple of things that you want to share with us after the interview. What do we need to do so that we can continue to position ourselves as the guest expert to be interviewed by all of these hosts and, and great journalists. What are some of the things we need to be aware of after the interview? Sure, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you a few points. Once you've done an interview, the thing that you really want to do is to stay in touch with that reporter or, or that journalist. And, and a great way to do that is to, to be grateful, first of all, for the interview opportunity that they've given you. And you can do that by sending them a thank you note. You can either send them an email, for example, or, or send them a handwritten note. Most people never get that anymore these days. So that's something that's extremely different and unique these days. And I can tell you, they will never forget that. So many people miss out on this opportunity to create a stronger relationship with a journalist or reporter because they don't do that. It will pay off very well. And I, and I do get emails from people who I do interviews with. I don't get them from every single person but I do get them and I, and I really appreciate them. So you can pick up the phone to say thank you or send an email or give them a shout out on social media when you share your interview with other social media followers. So those are some, just some of the ways in which you can thank the, the journalist or the reporter for giving you that interview opportunity. Mm. Another point is that you can offer to provide the media with additional information if needed and just make sure that you follow up when they request it. A very important point is always make sure that you are responsive to their requests. You don't want to have them begging you for information. You're not building the proper relationship. So you want to make sure that if you tell them that if you need additional information, I'm happy to provide you with that information, then make sure that you follow up and you provide a response to them and be timely about it. And a third point is always seek to improve upon each interview that you do never take any interview that you do for granted or think that oh I, i've done fine it, it sounds fine to me so I'm, I'm good with it always take the time to review each interview and use it to improve your presentation style because you can only get better mm. you know guests who are invited back are those who are well polished and confident in the delivery of their message. If you look at, at CNN or, or MSNBC and you see guests that they are repeat guests, they're on there time and time again and their message is polished. You wanna get to that point. If you've never really done interviews before or maybe you've done a few of them, you really want to improve your, your presentation style and your delivery of your message. And, and that can only happen if you practice your mm. message. Yes, so, so true. I'm sure we all can recall some people that we've seen be interviewed or even speakers on stage. I think you gave that analogy throughout this podcast series too. When it comes across as so powerful and it's memorable, the experience they've created outlasts the interview that they've done. We can't remember what they said specifically, but we certainly can remember how we, uh, how that interview made us feel. That can often confirm 
hours and hours of practice rehearsing planning refining the content so that you just continue to to deliver the key concise message in a way that connects and engages and i think from everything that you've said today uh you've reminded us of the importance of of that and if we get all of that correct then we certainly will not only become the go-to person in our field to be interviewed, but certainly engage much deeper uh, with our ideal clients, which is why we're doing a lot of this publicity. So Monica, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. I've learned so much and I know this is only episode two. You've got another episode coming up as well. But for people who have only just heard episode two, this one today, you've missed out if you haven't heard episode one, but you can do that. All you need to do is go to www.exceptionalmediacoaching.com forward slash podcast series and uh, all of that great content as well as some other goodies that you've put in there as well Monica will be accessible there thank you so much again for coming on the show well thank you I'm, I'm really enjoying this this opportunity and thank you you've been listening to ask the expert podcast are you an expert with a message to share with other ambitious entrepreneurs to be considered for one of our featured guest spots on an upcoming expert podcast series go to ask the expert podcast.com